0: You have just been invaded by... (laughs) Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room, and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch, with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Hello, guys. It's time. For Slopes cast, which I think we've probably been doing this for a year now. is it, Do we do we have an exact date on the anniversary?
1: I think it was J- uh, January 27th. Oh, but okay. Can, let's, let's call it January. Start of January. Happy New Year. Happy New Cast Year. That kind yeah, of thing.
0: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So... Hello everybody that's uh, listening in live and hello everybody that's listening in afterwards over on all of those podcast services and we appreciate you guys giving us the reviews some of you have been doing so so like I said very much appreciate that Um, and uh, for all those people that are watching live it's a little bit of a bonus uh, uh, awesome little extra thing that we got going on this week because Grizzly Cryden is here in the flesh well digitally at least we get to see him finally almost a year on we finally get to see what grizzly looks like in inside of his awesome looking game room
1: yes this is my boudoir yeah you can see the mega drive games to my right and then to the left the copious amount of amiibo that will never be released from their plastic and cardboard prisons so
0: i've taken all of mine out honestly they're all out, and, and most of the time they're being knocked about with old Funkos and stuff like that in, the, in in some box in my kids' room because they like to genuinely play with them. And I'm like, you know what? You know, it, it's fair enough. That's what they like. That's what they like. I'm alright with it. I am gutted I didn't pick up the Pikmin ones though when I when they were about ten fifteen quid each because now they're some of them are over hundred.
1: They are yeah. The Hay Pikmin one specifically isn't it? It's like going mm-hmm. for crazy money.
0: Which is a real kick in the nuts because that game is the worst game in the series.
1: It is yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know why you would
0: want it, but hey i do want it though <laughs> absolutely ah <laughs> uh, so yes guys 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 do we have some topics for you today we always have topics for you today and today we have yet again six topics plus a few more so yeah. as always Grizzly's going to talk us through those six topics of conversation for tonight start us off grizzly with number one
1: all righty so kicking off uh Slipcast this week we have mega man coming to netflix in a live action movie adaptation Ooh. We have Contra being D made for the Atari twenty six hundred. It's that J J Waye guy again. I, I yeah. swear he's just on it. He, yeah, he just knows how becoming, to do
0: it. this is becoming our new Sega feature. The fact that there's another game being D made for the Atari. It's yeah. almost weekly.
1: I like to think that it, it flips between the three. You know, or the four, even if you count GoldenEye, because we did like four weeks of GoldenEye at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway um take two interactive takes trademarks too far i hope Ooh. people see what i did with that title
0: i saw it i saw it
1: defused the latest game boy game coming from a good pal of dan's uh asobi kwang dx or asobi tech absolutely um, yep and then nintendo loses the eShop pre-order lawsuit which i'm like
0: yeah yeah that is <laughs> rubbed hands
1: together moment that is it is and then we talk about playstation's proposed new free tier subscription plan which
0: includes ps1 games ps2 games coming
1: to playstation plus
0: awesome so there are main six topics of conversation we do have a couple of others as well and potentially maybe 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 because it would kill us if it happened straight after we stopped recording sega might be dropping the trailer for sonic 2. if that happens uh, apologies for people listening in because we're going to stop everything we're doing and watch it live together. Um, but uh, I will hey. find I will
1: find some way to get at least get the audio into the podcast if that happens. So yeah, yeah. Um, partially, I want to see the Sonic trailer, but on the other hand, I don't want to do any extra work. So I'm <laughs> I'm either for or against this today. Yeah, we'll see how it goes.
0: There we go. Well, there we go, guys. So yeah, uh, there's our topics of conversation. Uh, So let's get into (gasps) topic number one, Mega Man, the live action movie, which is evidently heading to Netflix. For people watching, ignore the picture that is there literally because every article needs a picture. That is not what Mega Man (laughs) is going to look like. Uh, What we're looking at is essentially, um, oh my God, I'm being a really bad fan. What's the name of the event? The second Avengers movie? bad guy called second
1: avengers movie bad guy uh zemo no no, no the, ultron, the second, ultron, ultron ultron he yeah. looks
0: like ultron and that's not what mega man looks like obviously well
1: yeah so this yeah. this that's based on uh, so the the picture you're seeing on the screen is actually based on the first person shooter concept that they came up for maverick hunter um,
0: oh wow okay there is actually links there to mega man i take it all back yeah
1: so that's official artwork guys but um it's not necessarily the artwork for the game, But it uh, for the film. Uh, so, mm. what's interesting about this is that it's we won't let's let's put it this way: you're not going to see it until at least 2023. But the directors have basically confirmed that they've been working on the Mega Man film. Um, it hasn't started shooting, but pre production is in the works. Um, and then there's it's uh, Matthew Matson Tomlin, uh, the gentleman who had like an uncredited writing role for the new batman movie yeah robert pattinson he's come out and said that he's the one being writing it here's the part i don't like (laughs) uh mattson tomlin has has, says that he wants to tell a primal and emotional story from Man. you see that there's gameplay on the screen right now does that look primal and emotional
0: that's the thing. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. Mega Man's never been not this. What you what you expect Mega Man to be, like the cutesy, anime-esque, you know, style. I mean, it can be done, technically. Um, I, I'm, I'm thinking what the Wachowski brothers did with uh, a Speed Racer. But they're not going to do that. No way are they going to do that. That's me, like... <laughs> hardcore dream it's just not going to happen i mean honestly i'm not i'm not the biggest biggest fan of mega man anyway i think he's you know good he's super iconic and that's all i i don't 100% care but i'm trying to get myself into that mindset because i did care when i heard about them making a sonic movie um yeah and uh yeah i mean it's really hard to think how they're ever going to do this in any kind of live action way and it look any way authentic to the the super basic looking mega man and I, i mean that in the nicest way like You know, simplicity uh, uh, works for Mega Man, I think. Um, And I don't know how they can do that with live action. If they were making this into an animated movie, uh, even CGI-esque movie, you know, like DreamWorks, Pixar-esque, then I'd be a bit more for it. But, yeah, it's... uh... Yeah, I, I mean, how I feel when, about this.
1: whenever I think of Mega Man, I think of like the Astro Boy series and they did like a CGI cartoon of Astro Boy. Yeah, that, I remember that, yeah. that 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 is Mega Man as far as I'm concerned. I mean, it's basically the same kind of story. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing some really funny comments. I mean, uh, one of which echoes something I said when we first linked to this is, um, the artwork that was shown on screen before looks a bit Bomberman Act Zero for my liking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... If anyone remembers that one, that was when they tried to re- resurrect Bomberman, but in an edgy, new, like dark, fu- dark sci-fi fantasy. Um, yeah,
0: it, it was it was a weird, rude road to go down, and you can see what they were trying to do. They were trying to do what Nintendo did with Metroid, with Metroid Prime. You know, trying to make it a bit more gritty, a bit more real, but they went too far with it. Um, yeah, and I, I suppose m- technically Metroid would have been easier to do than. <laughs> Mega Man. <laughs> i don't know uh I, I i just struggled to see how this would ever work i am keeping optimistic though because as of late video game movies have started to pick themselves up and probably have been trying to do this for such a long time and it was the same with comic book movies they could no one could get comic book movies right except for the odd one or two that came out you know the original batman and the crow and a few others that came out and done it right most comic book movies were dog they were absolutely terrible when they finally knuckle down, now it's the biggest fan, the biggest uh movie franchises out there of of all time, like nothing beats them. if you collate the the superhero movies we've had over the last uh, uh gen you know what decade or- um and technically that's same thing could happen with video well, least, you video gem- money wise <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. um but then um I can see that. I can see that this is the next logical step for him. Uh, I am a bit. I do find it a bit strange that they've done Mega Man f- before, or you know, considered doing Mega Man before the Mario movie comes out. You'd think that they'd wait and see how that one pans out.
0: Yeah, I, I've got to say, from a curiosity standpoint, I'm more excited to see what the hell the Mario movie is going to be like compared to even Sonic Two. I don't be wrong. I'm going to enjoy Sonic Two more because I really like that first film. It was. Basic, and it was what it needed to be to make it a good family movie. But wow, man, we're back on the Mario topic. You know how angry I get about this. But <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> is yeah. Mega
0: Man going to be voiced by Chris Pratt? So,
1: it will be voiced by Chris Mega Man will be played by Chris Pratt, uh, role will be played by Scarlett Johansson, um, and uh, Dr. Wily will be uh, Samuel L. Jackson, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God oh <laughs> uh, thank you very much is, for the follow there the fact is you can see that casting choice happen zero voice by gilbert got free there we go yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah oh uh, i don't i don't like it i don't like it but yeah hey it's it's a thing that's happening it's one of the most iconic video game characters of all time um definitely more so in america um so it's understandable why they would do it but it's just very strange they'd go down the live action route um Um, because i think even fans of the series would go out of their way to see a really well made like you said like astro boy styled animation or even hand-drawn animated uh movie um i'd be a lot more excited if it was that now now i'm just intrigued which is another type of excitement
1: Mm. yeah well i i you know i've i it's something i'll probably go see um or you know just at least wait and see how it's going to go. <laughs> yeah. they've, got, they've got to get them right at some point, right? And as you say, things have been getting better.
0: Yeah, they have been. They have been. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, but every time they do one right, though, they do one wrong. And I suppose you could say the same with comic books because a lot of the time in Disney, Marvel, you know, the MCU universe, for the most part, they're doing right. You had films like that new Fantastic Four or some of the later X-Men movies. And, and you know, there, there were a lot of mistakes in the comic book world as well. You know, new Resident Evil that looks quite good, but every Resident Evil before it, besides the first and maybe the second, not so good.
1: I'll not just so make. Good. I'll just uh, make a point that um, up until a certain point, comic book movies were considered box office office
0: poison. They were, yeah, like I said. Yeah, so, daredevil.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, the Ghost the Ghost Rider series. Even though I have a real soft spot for those, I movies, have a
0: real soft spot for the Ghost Rider films, like majorly. I, I. I, I I like them. There, I've said it. Yeah. There, I said it. If there was a little uh, emoji that would pop up on the screen now for people unfollowing, <laughs> it would be going off right now. I like the Ghost Rider movies. Um, probably not for the reason you should like a movie, but you know, I think they're quite fun. The same way I, the same reason I like Mortal Kombat. That's a, that's a perfect example. I like the original Mortal Kombat movie for the same reasons I like the Ghost Riders movie, because they're stupid and it's just fun to watch. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, uncharted. Perfect franchise to turn into a movie franchise, but then they got some brilliant actor, but some young teenage lad looking guy yeah, to uh, fill the casting, roles.
1: Casting is important. I mean, that's why we're everyone's like essentially writing off the Mario movie long before it comes out versus, you know, some like genuinely good casting in other films like the Marvel movies.
0: Exactly. You know? now uh d uh d go d x iv uh, i'm sure there's a better way of saying your name apologies friend uh, he asks live he says what's your favorite non-video game sonic adaption non-video game sonic adaption my favorite sonic adaption that isn't a video game so is in like what the tv show comics that sort of thing i assume that's the that's the question you, you, you answer first grizzly because i'm i'm not sure if i'm honest
1: so the version of Sonic that is best, that isn't a video game. Um, I'd have to go with the, the anime Sonic, the, the, the movie anime Sonic. Because yeah, I had a lot of fun watching that. Yeah, the, the design was great as well. They, they, they didn't mess that one up at all. And it, it yeah. basically just like, looked like the movie version of the Sonic CD intro. Yeah. Love
0: that. I'd like to see more of those um, little Sonic Mania shorts they made. Like I would watch that as a, as a as a as a constant show, if it was on like Netflix or something, I would watch that. Keep it like you know like five minutes long or whatever. They don't need to be any longer than that, you know. Like the old Looney Tunes and, and even like you know the newer, um, well there's Crazy Bird shorts, but uh, yeah, I thought they were quite fun. Uh, but no, that that original animated movie, yeah, that's probably the better better one.
1: Another another good shout in the comments here is Sonic the Comic. That would be the British Fleetway. Sonic the comic, I'm guessing.
0: Uh, because I've only that, ever picked up one or two. Like, I've never given an, enough time to know full stories in the Sonic comic realm.
1: There was a great saga or storyline where they did, essentially, Sonic, when the Sonic CD came out, they did this big uh, story centred around Metal Sonic. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like a, the Brotherhood of Metallics. So I remember it quite vividly. Uh, it's exactly what you would get if you got the guys who wrote Judge Dread to write a sonic comic and that's exactly what happened it was awesome yeah. but also um just another shout out to sonic the comic first of all reprint i want the reprints in graphic I oh the-
0: I, I i don't understand how that hasn't that isn't a thing there must be some kind of legal thing because they, they would sell out quite possibly yeah but also the um the
1: fact that they did like streets of rage comics in them they did, Gold they did Hacks, yeah. Hacks yeah. Hacks stories echo it the was dolphin. Echo
0: dolphin one yeah um, I think there was like some kind of columns thing that they tried to show off as well, but
1: yeah, the columns one. <laughs> um, but then they had uh, Decap Attack. They actually they did, did a yeah, whole yeah. story around Decap Attack, which is just the Westernized version of Magical Hat Adventure or something like that. So mm-hmm. um, it's it was awesome.
0: Um, I think honestly, it's such a cool way to promote out. something. Yeah, I think it's such a cool way of promoting a new new franchise. You know, Sega weren't, or uh, even an existing one. I've, uh, Sega weren't. Um, uh, worried about doing new franchises back in the day. Imagine if that continued on and you had like, Jet Set Radio 1s in then Space Channel 5 and stuff. That'd be so cool. So yeah, cool. Yeah. They, they gone, stopped gone it anyway. after
1: End of Saturn era, I think.
0: That's, yeah. That's, but then there's there's like a fan contingent keeping it alive but it's it's just not the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tries you, there we go. Um, But yeah, Um, cheers for that one. Thank you very much, buddy. Thank you for that question. Now, guys, let's move on to the homebrew scene once again. Who uh, d made Contra <laughs> this,
1: this this guy's been doing work recently, so we talked this about the it. we talked about the Street Fighter Two and Castlevania Symphony of the Night dmakes last week, and they were both from j j way. Mm-hmm. um so he's just I think he's riding high on this that monoicum of success. But what gets me is that all of these games are playable in some form. Mm-hmm. and he's been working hard. I mean, this is Contra, as far as I'm concerned
0: on the Atari 2600. I mean, it it's it looks a lot easier than Contra. Even I, yeah. someone that's done the complete history and played through a fair few of them, like even I die at the beginning of Contra. Okay, let's get back in. Yeah, it takes a few attempts to get into the flow. It probably it looks like I could probably get to the end of this game without dying. So uh, yeah the difficulty isn't there primarily because obviously on the Atari 2600 you couldn't have too many sprites on the screen so it's just you versus one possibly two on the screen at once. Um oh no it goes up to four so I'm saying I'm seeing four now. Oh yeah. I like the tanks in the bottom. Yeah. Uh, but still the fact that this is a thing it's a thing that shouldn't exist and it does. We it, we we bring up these sort of things quite often on the uh, uh, slopescast because we just find them fascinating that people are willing to demake these uh the, the, these games for systems that, that absolutely do not deserve these games <laughs> yeah. uh but it's cool it's cool i, I don't really know what else we're going to say about it and, and it's not the only remake we're going to be chatting about there's another one we're going to be chatting about a little bit later on which um yeah Lee in the end the rest well actually that's
1: somewhat of a remake so that should give you uh that should be interesting. But yeah, mm. I, think, I think that's J-Way as well, or j Um But yeah, I've just been corrected in the chat. Uh, Griffith of Might, who actually submitted all of these uh topics, he states that the Street Fighter 2 one wasn't J-Way. So I apologize for that one.
0: Oh, okay well there we go um but uh yeah regardless uh uh this, someone's actually saying in there but where's the spread shot now unfortunately with the atari 2600 the amount of extra uh, uh memory that's going to take up using just to have an extra two billets f- fly out of your gun yeah i don't think it will be able to uh to pull that sort of thing off unfortunately
1: the spread so shot there. is what happens when you try to put the fire out on your console just for trying to put mm-hmm. that in yeah <laughs>
0: there we go I, I i think we can move on to topic three i don't think there's really much else to say about that, no, no, it's, that it's, it's an exciting contra thing on atari yeah contra yeah. on atari it's pitfall with rambo there you go absolutely and and i'll tell you what like it genuinely looks better than a lot of the games that were out on the atari back <laughs> yeah. in the day um i mean obviously the tools are a lot easier these days um i i'm, I'm guessing i've never made an atari 2600 game but i'm guessing Mm. So yeah that's the case
1: i think the the sprite is the most most difficult part <laughs> probably
0: yeah for sure for sure but well done well done uh right Ooh. it gets nasty it gets nasty god you, you you take this one grizzly you take this one explain what's going on here with take two
1: right so uh trademark disputes are one of my favorite topics to talk about on the cast because some of them are just utterly ridiculous um not in the sense that i can't see where they're coming from because when it comes to take two i can understand if they see another brand or a game out there that has take two in it because the whole idea of a trademark is that nobody is going to confuse someone else's brand for your brand that Mm -hmm. is what a trademark is and if it if there is a um confliction there then uh then you can take them to court and potentially get them to change their name or recall certain aspects of the things. But So Take-Two Interactive, uh, owners of the Rockstar gaming uh, gaming company as well, they um, have turned around and said, right, It Takes Two, that indie game that everyone seems to be loving right now, the co-op indie one, can't use that name anymore. We're going to take you to court. Um, and as a result, It Takes Two has had to uh, and in their their trademark claim for it and potentially you're going to lose out on some cash. Um, but ultimately uh, it's not just that. So in uh, one of the links I've prepared for today's uh, topic I've um, I've looked at various other brands that have also suffered the wrath of Take Two Interactive and I've picked out some right. cork picked out some corkers. So let's have a look at Max Fane. So Max Payne right. spelt very similarly to Max Payne. But yeah, it's a, it's a fashion brand, and I get the impression oh that the, the 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 designer's name is Max Payne. But no, too close to Max Payne. Can't use that one. How about Restaurant Rockstars? Oh my god! Yeah, I, too close to Rockstar. How about IRL Social Club? Something completely unrelated. But because the uh, Rockstar has a social club for booting up GTA or various other games. No, you can't use that. And one of my favourite conflictions is Midnight Girls Club which sounds like a sleepover or a slumber party. Mental.
0: Yeah. It's really, really sad. Like, I know, it's, I know this is more like the parent company than Rockstar themselves but <clears throat> not a good look for them recently. No. I mean, there's even
1: a company being taken to court over the name Star Rocks. Any anybody else find that just a bit pedantic? Um, I'm
0: not trying to like give EA the, the the benefit of the doubt ever because you know they they can be a little bit of a questionable company. But I'm just trying to think of another company that have names that are likely to be used by other companies. Like Electronic Arts have electronic and arts in their name. You imagine yeah. the amount of companies that they could go after. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. it takes two. That's like it takes two. <laughs> you know like, they it's, weren't it's doing ba- it. Yeah. It's named after the
1: song. If anyone should be suing, it's the person who wrote the song because it's even in the trailer. Um but then the the one that comes to my mind whenever we talk about trademark disputes of this pedantic nature, I think of a certain gentleman known only as Timothy Langdell. <laughs> um we have talked spoken about Tim uh, before, uh, but he ran the company Edge Games and
0: he did. I every this time video, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so go and watch that at some point and you see how bad it can actually get. But there was a game being released on the App Store called Edgy or Edge. Timothy Langdale uh put in the claim, uh, the trademark claim against them. Told them that they must spe- they must give him money and or state that the game is a spiritual successor to a game that he hasn't even made for like 30 years. And that's a game called Bobby Bearing. By the way, it's not, not any good. Yeah, so nobody mental. would want to make a spiritual success to it. So Completely yeah, I mean, again.
0: this is really, really, really bad PR. No one is looking at this game. I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of an instance when someone would think of this and go, oh, hang on. Is this from that Take-Two company or whatever? Like, I don't know anyone that's going to make that, yeah. that, that assumption and get it wrong. Because unless you're a gamer, you probably don't even know who Take-Two are. Um, you know, it, you know, it's not like a, a recognizable name in the sense of like Universal, or Warner Brothers. I'm thinking like that. I'm, ju- I'm just trying to think of the average Joe here, um, and I, I, the, the minuscule amount of people that might get confused by these things. I just don't see anyone doing it, uh, and and this is just such bad PR. I don't know why you would ever do this.
1: Like, yeah, I mean, it's not like it's not like it takes two. Oh, I mean, let let's put it this way: you wouldn't put take two interactive in the game title unless it was like some sort of retro compilation mm. it takes two has nothing to do with that and i'm and the thing is about trademarks is that you have to trademark in categories i yeah. don't believe that two uh take two has like full jurisdiction over everything mm-hmm. it's it, they can't because as you say there's a song called it takes two baby it's you know, two,
0: baby. it's
1: yeah, it's absolutely rubbish. And by the way, if if they did have categories, that song would have precedent. There's this thing called prior art in law. And that is if it exists before you trademark it, you're not getting that trademark. It doesn't matter if if it's
0: granted or anything. It doesn't count just the way it works. I so. think that, that there's in, in movies, in the world of movies, anytime someone snaps that little clipper, take two. Are they going to like run after and have a go at them? (laughs) Like you've named your company literally part of a sentence, you know, (laughs) and something that constantly gets brought up. It's like me calling like my company like Action, and then kicking off about every single person that you using the word Action. It's stupid. It's such a stupid thing, and it does nothing but give them a bad, bad rep. And they do not need bad reputation after uh, uh, after you know what what they've recently gone through. with, with the, the GTA remaster yeah trilogy. absolutely it's it's such a bad and and I don't see who in any way whatever way this goes I don't see how anyone's going to win out of this anyone's going to benefit and the only people that are going to get screwed over are the people that have made this awesome game which is, it, as I'm watching this trailer is moving more and more up my I need to play this game list not um, only that but it's been out for a year mm-hmm. what, what why were they waiting but the
1: um the thing that gets me the most um It seems to be that whenever a company is going to go into the stage of being wrong or, you know, just being awful, like we're seeing with Activision Blizzard, I think it's about time we spoke about Activision, at Mm -hmm. least in some degree. They have gone through a lot recently in terms of all of that abuse, scandals and what have you. But whenever something bad happens, i.e. they get found out about it and they lose a lot of their top brass for good, good reasons um they seem to double down on just being a-holes best yeah. way to describe it and in this case uh raven software um recently had a bunch of layoffs and you know raven software consists of some of the most talented members in of the gaming industry
0: genuinely. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i'm reading about this
1: it's what i'm trying to say is it's like they just don't they, they, they feel like, oh, we're already controversial. Let's make several controversial, controversial decisions in a row. And therefore, when we do gain some goodwill, it will all be swept under the rug. I'd I'll, I'll yeah. imagine that's the strategy. Absolutely.
0: It's, yeah, it's a sad, sad time. Sad time. Naughty, naughty take two. And your yeah. name's got the number two in it. It's not even the same. It's not even written the same. The game is T W O, and your name is a number two. I'm getting like really pedantic and like a- a- nitty gritty there, but that's what you're doing with making this case up, and you're just you're giving yourself such bad PR. If you win this, it's gonna you're, you're gonna end up worse off. You're gonna end up worse off. This will always be remembered. Why yeah. would you do it? It's a really bad uh, uh, thing to do. Uh, yeah. I can see it now. You win this, and GTA Six comes out. And uh, you know, uh, even the reviews. I can see. Re- I can see reviews now. As great as this game was, it's coming from the company that you know did this particular thing. You know, people will always remember you for doing this. It's such a bad move. Such a bad yeah. move. No, literally, I'm struggling to see any positive, other than the fact that you could earn a tiny bit of money um, from another game company. But hang on a minute, your take too. I don't think you really need to take money from the small guy. Well, um, yeah. I, I know EA are kind of publishing this, but yeah, you get the idea. Or Terrible. even
1: if even if you just like do it under license, I understand that you got IP protection. You got to, this is the problem. You got to look after your IPs. Like if somebody jumps in and goes, right, I'm going to take your name, and you did nothing about it, then that means that anybody could do it. That's mm-hmm. the issue. That's what they're fighting. Okay, um, but in reality, it takes two was harming no one because it's two. It's it's different enough, right? Yeah, you know, there's no argument that it takes two has anything to do, you know, with take two.
0: Nothing. <laughs> it to takes do. two
1: to sue. Says historic nerd. Yeah, that it does. That it does. That it does. And that it does. they should rename, rename themselves to Take Two Mix.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, if, if if I was this company, I would turn this into like the ultimate arsehole thing. Because I I I don't see a world where. where rockstar i keep saying rockstar but where take two can get away with this if yeah. uh it takes two the people that made it take two uh, uh do uh, uh manage to push this back i would be doing dlc and throwing so many innuendos to grand theft auto and other take two related stuff into my game just to really rub it in like yeah. I, I would be doing oh, It annoys me this really annoys me it's it's massive company just like oh, terrible 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 terrible, terrible. We don't like to talk about terrible things on this uh, on this podcast. We like to talk about the positive side of things, but unfortunately, when stuff like this goes down, how can you not bring it up? Naughty, naughty, take two. It's <sighs> it's just an unfortunate
1: side of the industry. It's just mm-hmm. it's never going to stop. Unfortunately,
0: no, 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 and yeah, that that is true. It, literally, we never will, uh, and we we will continue to uh, talk about it as and when this stuff goes down for sure. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> now on to something a lot more positive. Massive yes. shout out to my awesome buddy. Sobe Quang DX, who has worked uh, with another company, actually, uh, to uh, make this diffused uh, game for the Game Boy. I've got some gameplay footage up here. New Game Boy games is never a bad thing. In fact, another company you should check out as well, who's in the, the chat right now, is Michael Towns Game Boyo Games. And I'm saying Boyo to try and help you there know with the spelling. Game, you know how to spell game. Boy, spelled B-U-O-Y, as in a... Boy. Yeah. Boy-y. Game Buoy Games. Games. go check him out he also puts out new new game boy games and yeah but right now we're chatting about obe so crying DX who has uh released a new game boy color game and um yeah, yeah it's not the uh, first time I've uh, uh ever bought a new game boy game because I've got his last one as well uh, uh his uh, super jetpack DX which is a brilliant game brilliant game um and yeah this looks fun
1: I just love that people are keeping the game boy alive I mean homebrew games has just gone from strength to strength and now we're seeing mm. like full physical releases I know it's nothing new in the in the grand scheme of things it was only up until but it was only up until recently we didn't see stuff like ps solaire and what have you so it's just great to see more of this coming and uh you know asobi Kwang, he's uh he's a, he's a great guy he's he is someone to support uh if you've ever like considered supporting um homebrew games definitely one of those ones um and yeah i i it looks great it looks it's a turn-based action puzzle game where you have to diffuse bombs before they explode in your face and what's what's not to like
0: yeah i mean it's a, it's a very very simple game but it's the perfect system for a game like this so uh uh and you're no problems there mike towns <laughs> very much uh worth it mate um yeah you got a nice collector's edition there as well for 70 uh all come in a nice little box uh colored Uh, Game Boy uh, cartridge there. I believe that's only the collector's version. The normal one is a black cartridge. Got a manual uh, um, and other things, other things as well. There's
1: only two hundred of those collector's editions, I believe.
0: Mm. Yeah,
1: two hundred numbered copies. You thinking of jumping on that? I might. Yeah, might well do.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If just to support, just to support. Three hundred numbered copies. It says here. I'm sure on the previous page it said two hundred, but yeah. Yeah, you so got an enamel pin, <laughs> uh, yeah. sticker sheet, and a few other things as well. So, yeah, that's cool. Cool. Yeah. I, I like the purple some... cartridge. It's cool. Yeah, I like the purple cartridge. So, yeah, new Game Boy game, guys. Go and get it whilst you can. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, yeah, massive shout out to DX. Now, yeah. let's go back to the courtroom because yeah. Nintendo have just lost a court case. Now, this, one's quite, um, yeah, this, this one's quite odd. Uh, so basically, I didn't even realize this was a thing, because every game I've ever pre-ordered for uh, my Switch or my Wii U, um, I, I, I pre-ordered some games for the Wii and the GameCube even, thinking about it. Yeah, so I've been pre-ordering games from Nintendo for quite some time, thinking back. Um, I've always pre-ordered these games and kept my pre-order, because that's the reason I've pre-ordered them, because I want them. However, you can't uh, apparently do that. If you pre-order a game and you want to get rid of your pre-order, you can't do that thing. Once you've put down your pre-order, that's you. You are locked in. Now, the, the court case against them, which they actually won originally, was uh, for people kicking off the fact that, you know, when I pre-order a game, I want to be able to remove that pre-order if I so choose to do so. Yeah, um, yeah not so much. They, they You know, they, they, they took Nintendo to court and Nintendo won. But an appeal was made and Nintendo have lost. Um, Three. Uh, yeah, absolutely! Hooray! Absolutely! No, you know what? I did pre-order a game for the Wii U, and I cancelled it on their website, but it wasn't a digital game. In all fairness.
1: Yes, it has to be digital. This is purely
0: an e-shop issue. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I I literally never pre-order stuff on an eShop. Regardless. Um. So if they do continue to do what they're doing, Nintendo has been given a cease and desist letter stating that the company must stop this unlawful practice or face fines of two hundred and fifty thousand dollar per infringement
1: (laughs) can i just say how much i love the fact that nintendo are the ones being reserved a cease and desist for a change i know can i get f's in the chat please
0: (laughs) someone send this back did someone send this to us by mistake we're the ones that are supposed to send this out
1: absolutely yeah oh the the carrier pigeons must have uh took a wrong turn absolutely
0: absolutely now uh i mean this this seems to me unless i'm wrong this is a, it very much seems to be a uk thing rather than a, a worldwide thing but um if they don't do this not only will they receive this 250 euros per infringement uh, or, or they could possibly get a prison sentence yes for the nintendo of europe leadership ow we. that's pretty <laughs> hardcore to read they've already uh, they've already started allowing pre-orders
1: to be refunded though yeah so we don't get to see any of that juiciness now in reality, like I don't really want companies to get sued. I'm I'm having no. fun with it because it's Nintendo. Um, like there's the classic joke about how a, Thai, a Taiwanese boy couldn't afford a Nintendo Switch. He made one out of cardboard. So Doug Bowser of Nintendo personally flew out to Thailand, um, Taiwan, and served him a cease and desist. <laughs> um, it's it's that kind of thing. It's it's it feels like a bit of an own goal. But um, the one thing that really stands out to me is that people, the companies have been playing fast and loose with UK and EU regulations regarding pre-orders. They seem to think that because they're mostly stationed in the US, Mm -hmm. although they do have UK or EU trading bodies, that they can get away with it. Um, And this is proof that they can't. And I love the fact that this is going to discourage companies from you know, anti-consumer practices. And that's exactly what this is, you know. um,
0: So win for all of us, I believe. Yeah, massive, massive win. And a shout out to my Norwegian fans out there, of which I know there are at least some of you because I actually got invited out to a Norwegian... uh, 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 uh a game show thing that i got sent out there to uh, uh, a trade show thing um because this all started off in norway it was actually uh the whole yeah. policy thing started in norway but it is actually going to affect the entire europe all of europe all of europe, all of europe. so uh ah nothing but a good thing what a time to yeah. throw that one in yes nothing but a good thing i need to have something come up on the screen when i say that i think
1: thanks Nords. Go. I'm going to have a little sign in my little camera just saying that nothing but a good thing.
0: That's it. That's it. We just hold up a thing, yeah. Good. Ah, oh, oh, I'm happy about that. Sorry, Nintendo. But you done screwed up. And even when you still went to court over this, yeah, yeah naughty, naughty you. They appealed and you uh, still got taken down. Yes. Love Score it. Score one for the little guy, eh? Absolutely, absolutely. It, it, like you say, it, it's just ridiculous to think. Like, you imagine Nintendo, like, oh, they're going to charge us two hundred and fifty euros per infringement. Ah, oh, we're not listening to this. Or oh, you could go to prison. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, okay. Let, let, <laughs> let's uh, let's allow these uh, refunds.
1: <laughs> it just it just so happens, to say, like, um, if it was a smaller company that had infringed, chances are um, they would have they would have been fined straight up. But because this is Nintendo, no, you get the warning. <laughs> we, we we still want you to trade in the eu but come on guys you're being naughty
0: now mm-hmm. absolutely yeah. absolutely ah awesome. i like that i like that yeah now moving on to uh the sixth topic wow we've got fun but don't worry there's more topics after this yeah now this is going to be uh this is interesting for me i'm not a game pass guy i'm not someone that's re- i i even got given game pass for free for the pc downloaded one game and never played it um that's my entire history with game pass on the xbox however i do understand that it is very much loved including by this guy right here big big fan of uh, uh, the game pass big supporter of the game pass are you not
1: oh well, yeah I, I i support it because i feel like microsoft have actually done right by it um which is something i didn't think they would do uh straight up so yeah I I think it's good value. I like the fact that I don't have to buy any new games for my Xbox Series. I can just wait for them to arrive and then I can play them on day one, like I will mm. do with Halo Infinite when I get chance. Mm. Um, like I did with Psychonauts too. There is some stuff of value coming, so yeah, I'm yeah.
0: I was an incredibly impressive system to the point where like it's it's hard. It, it, originally it was hang on was it it was PlayStation. Was it PlayStation originally that did this for the PlayStation three where they would give games along with their yeah subscription?
1: So I've noticed like so in the previous generations, this is this is something to take into account. PlayStation Plus was created not for online gameplay. It was created as a means to give people more for like a subscription service. Yeah. They, it started out at like twenty pound a year, I believe, mm-hmm. or thirty pound a year. And you would just get games for games every month. That's, that's all it was in cloud saves. Yeah. Um, these kind of things are created when the goodwill is low. So PS Plus was created as a means to get around the whole hacking scandal, if people remember yeah. that from the PS3 era. Put them down for quite some time, yeah. Microsoft were behind when it came to the Xbox One, and then suddenly Game Pass appeared, and now everyone loves it. And now we're looking at PlayStation 5 with its own free tier subscription service. I, I can only see this as the, uh, their, their way of saying, right, OK, yeah, we know we could do better. Here you go. But you're going to pay for it.
0: So talk me through this. Um, I, I, I'm, the reason I don't, I, I'm not a fan of the game service uh, for my personal uh, interest is because I buy games all the time. Just, yeah, I've got a game today. I've got this game right here. It goes to Tsushima for the PlayStation 5 because I never got around to playing it for the PlayStation 4. And that's my biggest problem. I buy a lot of these games. I never get around uh, in time to, eh, enough to play them. Um, so the reason I don't buy game, I, I subscribe to Game Pass is because when I want to play a game, I'll buy it or I've got a backlog of games that I already need to play anyway. Um, so that's why I don't need a, a chunk of new games coming in every five minutes. Um, so, uh, yeah, I like to buy them physically. It's just what I'm into now yeah. that, that's just me that's me so even if this did come out and it had all the god of wars and all that sort of stuff i'm I'm, I'm not going to subscribe to it because that's a sort of I, I doubtful it's doubtful it's doubtful unless it was like you needed it to to play online um which to be fair i'm not, I'm not even online i'm not playstation 5 anyway but regardless um talk me through how this new subscription service have they even explained how this the free tier service is going to work
1: so it's all theory based at the moment but there seems okay. to be a, it there's a, so this is technically rumor okay um, because it's not been officially announced. However, there's a lot of sources which are backing this up. So it's called Codename Spartacus. Me, hey, right. I'm Spartacus. Um, and the idea is, is that it's going to be a three-tier system. So the current PlayStation Plus is what you consider your standard tier, your good tier. Uh, so that's basically what you're paying for now. You get your online play, you get um, access to the odd couple of games every month, and then the the back catalogue of PS4 games that's available when you subscribe. Now, moving on to silver tier, let's call it, Um, that's where you get PlayStation Now built in, and that gives you access to PS4 and eventually PS5 games. That's the theory. Then when you get to the top tier, or gold tier, you're looking at all of the above, plus the ability to play a library of PS1, PS2 games, um and there's also like prevailing theories that you're going to get something extra as well but it's not been fully fleshed out yet in terms of mm-hmm. like the official offering
0: um but, I can they're, they're see skipping they on free yeah. playstation free again this is all theory but it doesn't look like free a part of it
1: well playstation free games are a bit difficult to emulate yeah i can I think understand the, yeah. uh, presumably uh, sorry they sorry i do apologize they did mention playstation uh psp games in that as well. Uh, potentially some ps3 titles if they can be ported so i'm sure by now ps5 should be able to handle a ps3 game or two um i'm a bit annoyed that playstation now is such poor quality i'll be honest it is poor quality. most of the games only play at 720p um, which is the highest native resolution for the ps3 technically um for, for the most part so it just looks looks and plays awfully But um, I'm I'm curious to see what everybody thinks of this because I think it all comes down to price. I feel like PlayStation could make a really good go of it. It sounds like an absolute amalgamation of what Microsoft are offering and what Nintendo are offering and they kind of just pushed it together. So you get the tiered system and then you get the access to all of these retro games. But Mm -hmm. one thing I will say that's a big feather in their cap, very few companies have the same legacy that PlayStation have and oh, I yeah. genuinely believe that as long as they don't pull PlayStation Vita, which handily is ignored from this like retro gaming list. Um, I feel like if they made a really good go of it and they really start really put the support behind it, and I say this a lot about most PlayStation things, they've got a hell of an offering to beat. You know, it's so so, so good when you think they, all they, those they, they do. They games. do.
0: They do. And you know, it's very easy for us retro gamers, people that have been around for a while playing these games to think back of like the real OG people like, you know, Sega's and all of those legacy games that they have and the Nintendo's and whatever. But what you've got to realize is with Xbox, Xbox have now been making video game consoles longer than Sega ever did. And their original Xbox came out uh, around the same time as the PlayStation 2. So the PlayStation has been going longer, way longer than Sega ever did, you know, and a lot of a lot of classic companies. And when you look back on the PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, uh, and obviously only in the beginning of 5, there are some insanely, insanely good franchises that are still exclusive uh, to those consoles. Um, you know, uh, you know, you look back for your Twisted Metals, you look back, oh, there's so much, you wipe out franchises, you know, the Uncharted franchises, uh there's so much uh, to be fair Uncharted's coming to PC but yeah you understand what I'm saying the God of War games there's so much history uh, with uh with, with with PlayStation um so much rich history it's why I buy a PlayStation straight away because I want to play these exclusive games like the one I've got here like Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima is that is that on Steam it probably is it's um, Shino, yeah. I think that's coming to it at some point, right? Maybe but, I mean, yeah, before. it's the reason I buy these games because they're they're normally really, really bloody good games, and, and PlayStation have a lot of those amazing exclusives. So if they pull this off right, and they go, "Here's the subscription service," go go nuts, go go play on all of these, you know, exclusives. Yeah, wow, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm do- I'm doing Tekken at the moment. Imagine if they get some of those early Tekken games on there, J- just for the sake of having them on there. You know, that'd be so cool. They're the only
1: the only thing that bothers me is that, one, I would absolutely love to be able to play my original disc games on there. And to be honest, I'm a bit miffed that there isn't an option to do so already yeah. because the emulation has it's been solid for years. You could 4K that stuff. I mean, we've already seen 4K PS1 emulators on the Series X. Don't lie to me and say that the PS5 couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, but the second part is I just know that they won't... I know that they won't... Um, they won't give us that capability even though it's well within their grasp that is the one way right now that they could beat game pass uh, yeah. what microsoft is offering with game pass and that is if they opened up that capability and said emulator yeah sure it's an emulator it's not going to be perfect but have some fun with it go play skull monkeys go play the original tony hawks pro skater 2 with the licensed soundtrack that we're never in a million years going to be allowed to allowed to be re-released you know yeah. so just go have some fun and play all of these games that you've grown up playing and probably still have stacked up in your loft. I genuinely would love to play PS1 games upscale to four K resolution because I think it would be great.
0: Genuinely. You know what PlayStation game just popped into my head. I'm looking to see if it was actually on anything else. Oh, it was on Windows as well. Overboard. Do you remember that top yes. down like pirate game? Yeah. That's the one I where you're shooting that. cannons at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. I don't know. I must have had that I definitely played it most on a demo disc, which is insane, but oh man, required (laughs) the multi-tap adapter.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then you've got all of those old old Disney games, you've got um, the original Wipeout games, which wouldn't be re-released now because of the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. You know, it's sad to think about that, all of these classic games with classic soundtracks, which pretty much defined musical taste back then, are no longer able to be played ever again because of licensing.
0: It's awful isn't it Random man says there can the ps5 even play cds the ps4 laser physically can't which is very odd um yeah i remember um yeah the playstation 4 couldn't play cds um it's one of those things actually put into a a little factoid video i did really you can't play cds but no one knew that because no one's ever put one in (laughs) well you know 99.999 percent of people have never tried you know because 99.99 percent of people haven't got any anymore um but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, there might be reasons behind that, but uh, my guess is they'll do it the same as Xbox if they did ever do it, where you'd also all you'd really do is activate something to be downloaded essentially in some cases.
1: I um, I own um an external DVD writer drive, which I paid twenty pounds for from Samsung on right. for a for a laptop. Um give me one of those, charge yeah. me twice the price, put a memory card slot on there. And call it the PS2 PS2 attachment for the PS5. Yep. It's an easy solution, yep. and it's all it, it can all be handled through USB.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Slowboy says their Sega need to have their own cloud service where they can play all their classic games. Honestly, mate, Slowboy, like don't be wrong. I'd lo- I'd love for there to be some kind of another Sega thing. Uh, give me something to talk about in this podcast. But I have so many ways to play Sega games. And these are legendary games. And as much as I adore Sega, I do feel like they will put their games on everything to the point where it almost devalues them a little bit. Yeah. The reason why Nintendo can still charge the full amount for the original Mario Brothers for the NES is because even though it technically has come out on most things, it only ever comes out once on their own systems. Like, I can play Sonic the Hedgehog 1 on... I, I I'm struggling to think on a system I can't play it on that you know since 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 sega went third party like yeah. it's on everything <laughs> multiple times in some instances which makes it even worse to the point i can play sonic with my remote control and i've tried this on my remote control um uh, i tried it with streets of rage actually uh, on my uh, 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 fire tv stick Yeah, it's 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 bonkers absolutely bonkers
1: yeah and this is the problem with all of that it's always the same games like, if they mm-hmm. did a cloud streaming service for Sega stuff, um, it would it would be just compiled of pretty much everything you've already been able to play multiple times on different formats. Um, the best collection they ever released was that Sega, uh, Sega Mega Drive collection on Xbox 360, which had the 40 games on there, um, all really, really solid titles, solid picks. But that compilation has either been reduced or split out yeah. over various compilations on different formats,
0: yeah. Because... And as Boy says, there there are a few unported arcade games. There's more than a few, mate. There's a there's a, a, a Sega. When you start digging into their arcade history, there are literally hundreds and hundreds of games that you've never even heard of. Like I'm not just saying you. Like I remember Kim went through all of the arcade games from each arcade board, and a, a good a good heavy percentage. Of them. I'm like, I didn't know this game existed. I didn't know this game. You know, I'm talking about. And some of them are like sequels to like some of their classic games or, or spiritual successors or whatever. Um, Unfortunately, what happens is, uh, you know, you look at the Sega Ages series on the Nintendo Switch. uh, They are the best ways to play those games for the most part. You know, they are absolutely incredible, but they didn't sell well because they've been done so many times. So, so many times. They added a couple on the end. Like you had um, like a a virtual racing. I know that again, that had been done before, but to that level, that was incredible. Um, I think there was a, there there was a, not Shining Force, there was, or that was on there, but there was a, uh, no, there wasn't actually. Fantasy Style was on there. I was getting confused. There, there, there was, um, there was, there was a Schmappy game that wasn't on. I forget what I forgot what it's called now. But yeah, yeah, uh, there's one or two that hadn't been released before, and it's like, come on, get to the, get to other stuff. But yeah, hey, and then also,
1: if you if you're going to keep re-releasing these games, or at some point you've got to reach that that definitive version. I feel like the Sega Ages version. Uh, sega ages game could have been the definitive version of sonic 1 sonic 2 or anything like that but they didn't include the taxman ports um the christian whitehead ports mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if they'd done that no more sonic games ever need to be re-released you release that version before you release it you you, you make anything else
0: yeah um i mean it, it, even... it's really strange I, mean, I, I i like what they did with their mini Not i'm not talking about the mega drive mini i mean that was good obviously but um the, the the little arcade mini they did that was cool because most of those games hadn't been released before some of yeah. them had obviously with you know like arcade versions of what would beast and stuff like that. there's there's other ways you can get hold of them but that, you know that the uh, uh, golden golden axe death adder, uh avenger death adder one um there's yeah. also
1: things like why don't why don't they put the effort in anymore like i remember when uh sonic jam came out on sega saturn that was mm-hmm. the second sonic collection that I recall, the first being um, Sonic Classic Collection on Mega Drive. They even
0: re-released the game
1: yeah. on Mega Drive. There right? was a Sonic compilation game, was. wasn't there
0: on the Mega there Drive? There was, yeah, Sonic compilation. Yeah. Then you
1: had, then you had the Mega Game series, which always included a Sonic title. Um, which fair enough, that's like a, a best of thing. But yeah, yeah, Sonic I, I, yeah. 1, 2, it's crazy. Um, yeah. But Sega Saturn Sonic Jam was brilliant because you got the you got the the main four games and then you got like a little 3d gallery to go with it it was the first time that had been done yeah long before namco museum did it long before any of them did it and Mm -hmm. i'd say what that was a great package you know you could could spend a good couple of hours especially when you're
0: a kid playing that 3d section alone and you didn't get anything out of it it was just yeah just going in the movie room watching those same clips over and over and over again uh, for that, that, I always remember that really well animated um, uh, Sonic short that was in there. I I, I adored it, and oh, it with, had to uh, be continued.
1: Man of, Sonic Man of the Year, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was so good, and it was to be continued. Never saw anything else, and I thought that was utterly fantastic. I, that that was, if they turned that into a, a, a full thing, that would have been my favourite adaption of Sonic. To answer uh, D-O-D-G-D-X-I-V's question from earlier, but yeah, and uh, yes, someone in chat pointed out there. Yes, you were talking about Thunder Force Four, yeah. Ah. But yeah, uh, hey, we've moved on to Sega. Um, <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's our Sega. Sega topic. Yeah, <laughs> Sega topic. Um, That's the Sega topic of the week. <laughs> um... And uh, yeah, but hey, if if Sony is able to do something similar to Game Pass to that quality, not overcharge for it, uh, and throw in some of their insanely iconic games, along with you know getting all the third parties in there, that is important because primarily that is what a lot of people are getting from Game Pass on the uh, on the Xbox. Um, it it would be nothing but good, nothing but good. It would be it would do the company so so much. Um, yeah. I love my Playstation Five. Uh, I don't play it a hell of a lot because I only really play turn it on to play one of their exclusive games, which only happens a, you know, a few times. But um hey, I I'm, I'm enjoying it right now. I'm playing Hot Wheels with my son quite a lot. That's a good game. Um, yeah. Oh, it would do a world of good, it really would. Mm.
1: What they need to do is be very aggressive at the price. Um, they really do. They really if do. they're going, if they're going to make it so that there's two tiers above PlayStation Plus, I want PlayStation Plus the the, 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 the standard tier. I want that price to be reduced again because mm-hmm. it's not worth what it's currently being charged at RRP 50 pound. It's not worth it. Not at all. Um, I, I, I don't have any of them. If the, yeah. then it goes, then it goes up to you know, tier two, I'd expect that to be like closer to like 55 and then maximum what 70 pound, 80 pound for a year worth of the, the most premium one. But it's probably going to be about a hundred pound just to mm-hmm. be, slightly below game pass that's what i reckon they'll do for the year
0: there we go there we go mm. interesting let's move on to some uh smaller topics there shall we yeah let's, let's uh let's chat about Around... another d make yes. a fan is working on a port of the simpsons arcade game <laughs> for the nes <laughs> <laughs> this looks really good actually
1: um it really so really does it's using the same um it's using the same like mapping as like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So this mm-hmm. should work, engine-wise, almost near identical. So, And the best part is it's probably going to be playable on an NES console, which I'm hoping like may get some sort of backing and gets released in a cheeky sense. Mm-hmm. I just like it. So yeah. you have to excuse, because it's all translated from Spanish, I believe, isn't it? That's so, right, that's right. Yeah. But it just looks great. I love stuff like this. Yeah, th- this, th- this why- is...
0: This is one of the D makes that I would probably go out of my way. Uh, uh, to, exactly, to play. nostalgia nerd. Exactly,
1: nostalgia nerd. This is what the public wanted in 1991. They did, absolutely, yeah. they did. Yeah, instead, yeah, for sure. Instead, we got LGA, LJ and the Flying Edge making Sp- Bart and the Space Mutants or um, Bart's <laughs> Nightmare, which nobody liked. Nobody. I refuse to believe anybody liked those. Games. I, it's no, because don't, it was don't the you Simpsons. be contrarian. No, because it was The
0: Simpsons, like, I I, I pushed myself to play it more, because, I mean, who didn't like Bart Simpson, you know? Yeah. But it
1: it wasn't a good game, (laughs) you know? It was the first game when I was a kid, Bart versus the Space Mutants on Mega Drive, that I was, Mm -hmm. like, going, I was very much the same. I loved The Simpsons. I would consume any media attached to it. But it was one of the first games where I played it and go, this isn't good. This is not good. And I, I was like the easiest to please when it came to games. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I remember um, playing a friend's copy. And a lot of the time when I played my friend's games, if they'd got a game before me, I'd be like, you know, what, I need to get this game. And I didn't go out and buy it. So it must have not caught me. You know, but Hey, I'm, I'm playing the uh, Commodore 64 version of the uh, arcade game. Let's get into some gameplay. <laughs> I, I guess it's the NES version will look better than this. Yes, I I would hope so. <laughs> I tell you what, I saw this. Um, uh, I remember, I remember going to uh, a local fun fair in the uh, in the UK. That was a lot of the ways we got to play video games. Unless you was lucky enough to live near an arcade, which in my early early years I didn't. So they would um travel around with these arcade machines uh, uh, in these fun fairs. Um, and uh, I remember seeing Turtles, the arcade game, and just being like absolutely blown away because it it's a gorgeous arcade game to this day it's still playable it's a brilliant game um and then uh i remember a friend i remember going around a friend's house not long after and playing it on the nes and then i didn't play it again for about four or five years and then when a friend said they had it I like, oh wow well, boot that up and then when i l- looked at it on the nes i'm like wow this doesn't look as good as i remember because i in my head i was always thinking that the arcade version was the same was just the nes version looked just as good as the arcade version you know
1: yeah and even if it's just as good as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game for the NES, I'd be happy with that.
0: Oh my god, yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. That original Turtles at... game on the NES is great.
1: That was like it everyone does... owned that. It it doesn't need to be awesome, it just needs to be good enough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited. I don't think we're going to be seeing it anytime soon, and I hope we do see it because like you say a lot of these homebrew games don't ever uh ever really materialize into anything unfortunately. Yeah. But uh let's hope this it's one outside does. Of it. Yeah. Let's hope, let's hope. Yeah, quality stuff, quality stuff. Horde mode, new add-on and more are going to be added to Quake Remastered in a new update. I
1: love that this game is still getting official support <laughs> so many years after. So this one's for me, really. Um, mm-hmm. I just, Quake is amazing. Uh, I played through the recent remake. Uh, sorry, it's not a remake, it's more. It's a remaster. Um, the guys did a phenomenal, phenomenal job bringing that game into the modern era. Do a great job. And it's, it's it's not a looker, that game at all, but it's an absolute classic when it comes to gameplay. And they're still making more content, so there's more single-player content coming in a, in a free update and a
0: horde mode that they're adding as well. Mm-hmm. And this
1: game is, what, 25, 25
0: years old, I think now? Would you say this is the definitive way to play this game? <laughs> I
1: I would most certainly say so, because it's got everything that was great about Quake... And everything that was bad about Quake 64 and the like. It brings, once and all, mm-hmm. everything to the table. And that is the best way to enjoy old games, in my opinion. Because you get to see how good and how bad some of the aspects were. And then you can completely remove the bad just by turning on some filters. And just, you know, bringing it into the modern era. I just love it. Yeah, yeah. This is how every, every remaster should come out with with the same care and attention that this game
0: it is it is definitely uh, a blueprint for every single other uh, uh a company that's doing these sort of things so many companies just do it the lazy way um unfortunately most of the time it's the big companies it really yeah. is and this I've is a namcot collection
1: machine game
0: yeah yeah i've got this namcot collection and it is like bare bones it, it, the emulation is fine it plays perfectly fine but it's bare bones the Disney collection one, there's not enough games on it, but at least they put a little bit of extra in there, and especially with the newest, newest collection. Uh, but this, this takes it to a new level. So nothing but a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I like this.
1: Whatever you do, do not release uh, Quake 2, because it sounds an awful lot like
0: Take 2. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be a tricky one. <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> so let's go for another Make. Yes, a remake or a slight a slight remake. It's a yeah, it's a, it's a bit of an upscale job this one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so the the video uh, kind of shows like all of the sprites. The Friday the Thirteenth on NES was weird. It had mm-hmm. so very little to do with the actual films, although it did have the the camp counselors and what have you. There were like other creatures that you had to like dance around, if I recall. Um, so yeah, uh, J Way is re- Again? remaking the game. Yeah um in some form uh
0: and it looks somewhat decent yeah it doesn't sort of look like a game i'd want to play but it looks like it plays better
1: yeah so i'm just loading up my uh my info on this one because this is like <laughs> genuinely quite impressive so Virgin has a number of changes such as tommy jarvis as the main character redone zombies that's it you have to, you have to dance around zombies and get get through those as well mm-hmm. as jason and smoother animations for the characters the graphics have been reworked and there are new light sources and newly introduced fog amongst other changes in the environments i have to question was it worth it um because yeah friday, friday the 13th is not a you know it's not it's a, not a well good game. Remembered game it's not yeah. as
0: bad as uh certain angry uh reviewers will make you uh, will have you believe but it's it's not a game i don't think anyone was really that bothered about uh but it is iconic because of that uh, oh my god though does it look so it it, it ain't far off a of castlevania if i'm honest it doesn't look too far away from a castlevania game
1: yeah uh to be honest adding in the atmosphere and you know just changing some of the effects out it's it's really cool <laughs> now all they need to do is make the game more playable and then they'll be onto
0: something here i think yeah yeah. I I don't 100% get it, but hey, yeah. I like that it's a thing at least, I suppose. I like that people are
1: just doing this because they can.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, um I would rather them do other things, but hey, I'm not them. I can't do it. Uh so you go ahead and continue doing whatever you're doing. Uh whatever you want to do. Uh which is apparently <laughs> to remake Friday the 13th for the NES. It's such a, what a weird world we live in. Remakes. There you go. Just keep doing that. Re, yeah, just and, keep doing. Re that. and D making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someone's got it. <sighs> now, finally, there's so little to talk about with this, what? but the Matrix awakens. A new Unreal Engine five experience can be pre-downloaded now for your uh, PlayStation five and Xbox Series uh, set of consoles, and no one really knows what it is. It's an experience. Mm.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. That's that's all we need to know, I guess. Uh, it's just like an Unreal. I'm guessing it's just going to be like an Unreal Five, like graphical thing. Talking about, uh, yeah, this is mm. what you can come to expect, and it's going to have some, you know, juicy tidbits. I I kind of added this one because while there is very little to talk about uh, when it comes to it, the one thing that the Matrix was always fantastic and well should be more well known for is how it crossed mediums. It it just it wasn't <laughs> just the films, it was yeah, the yeah. anime, it was the comics, it was the video games. into the Matrix. Everything was canon, you know. So if there's something that happens in this, you know, this like essentially like glorified trailer, it's actually going to have some sort of impact on the movie. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what I'd like to believe. Um, yeah, I, th- that's the main thing. Just keep an eye out for it. I think because I reckon it could be something really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Did you ever complete Enter the Matrix?
1: I didn't, no.
0: No, I remember getting quite far into it, but didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember Path of Neo. That was technically a better game, wasn't it? Um, Yeah, it it felt a bit like a knockoff Max Payne thing they were going with, weren't they, with the elder Enter the Matrix? Yeah, they they couldn't get the
1: bullet time right, which is... Arguably the most important feature at the time for the <laughs> Matrix, you know.
0: Yeah. Everyone, Everyone was copying the bullet time thing, and then people copied it and did it better in the video game space than the Matrix could do themselves. Hell, they um, did it in Shrek. They did, they did, they did. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is interesting because I'm interested to see how they're gonna uh tackle this sort of thing um compared to how Enter the Matrix done it. In fact, I've got the Blu-ray collection of the Matrix trilogy and it has all of the video game cutscenes. Because uh, f- they, they they specifically made cutscenes for the games, didn't they? Uh, so it was all it was all linking together. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Number one's still the best by 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 far by far. It's uh, such a better story and everything than the sequels uh, for sure for sure. And uh, the other thing that's worth talking about here is um, for people obviously listening, they won't be able to see it, but the tiny little fifteen second trailer that we've got on loop has two seconds of a CGI head of Keanu Reeves, and it looks pretty damn incredible. Breathtaking, would you say? <laughs> Breathtaking. Yeah. Um, it does look insane. It does look absolutely insane. In fact, I'm going to put my uh, playback speed down to 0.25 so we can see it in bullet time, <laughs> potentially.
1: Ooh. I didn't even realise that was CG first time around, so it's pretty convincing. But when you
0: slow it down, you can... yeah, yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? We're almost there. To be fair, I've been saying this since the PlayStation 2 era, no doubt. (laughs) Wow, graphics ain't going to look better than this. Um, But uh, man, they're looking good right now. They're looking good right now. For me, I've noticed this while I'm I'm, I'm working on a Tekken complete history at the moment. I always like looking at those uh, CGI cutscenes that you would see when you complete with a character, Tekken 1 and Tekken 2 and definitely Tekken 3. But then they removed it for Tekken Tag Tournament. And you could see that they weren't the beautifully made CGI cutscenes. Um, they eventually brought them back. But they, they got to a point where the gameplay characters themselves were almost as good as the CGI cutscenes. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's, 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 it's interesting to see that, that you know, the, the lines are getting blurred. Mm. Definitely. Mm. And, guys, I think we're pretty much... At the end of the podcast there, I think mean, we've uh, covered quite a few topics. Yeah, flew for it as Ooh, well. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. We did. Ah, what did you guys think down in the chat? I see old Larry Bundy's hanging out tonight and uh, Nostalgia Nerds over on Twitch. we got a few other people as well. Obviously, Michael Towns, who has been subscribed now to the Twitch channel for 11 months. Getting close Woo. to the final one, man. Appreciate it, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, hmm. Awesome. And
1: if, and if there's anyone out there listening on uh, podcast services if you've been following since episode Dots, then uh, we'd love to hear from you. Come and join us on Twitch or YouTube
0: sometime. Yeah. Do that thing. Do it. Or even in Discord. Do it, do it, do it. But guys, we're going to roll the outro there. Uh, obviously, make sure make, make, make sure you go and check out Grizzly on Instagram. Yes. Instagram. Tell them how they can find you so uh i'm on instagram
1: at the grizzly grotto um which is exactly as it sounds um please do follow that thing um i recently posted up a picture of the in television that i purchased today
0: has anybody and won your copy of um they m-
1: haven't yet no in no? fact i am running a competition um you can win a rather minty looking copy of McDonaldland on nes in fact i'll mm-hmm. hold it up it's right next to me just for such an occasion even comes in a nice nes bo- box protector but they don't come cleaner than that folks yeah it's uh as mint as they can find
0: oh for sure so for sure i've invested yeah.
1: in mcdonald land yes um grimace is my uh well you don't want to know what he is to me
0: <laughs> got some cool exclusive stuff there the uh sonic the hedgehog mega play game is definitely uh, uh, a major source of my jealousy When I look on here. (laughs) So, yeah, I
1: I, I post up daily uh, photos of the gaming collection, which is everything you see behind me there. Mm -hmm. Um, But in more detail, um, that's pretty much it, really. But, you know, some people seem to
0: like it. So I'm going to keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. And go support him. Go show some love to Grizzly Cryden. But now, guys, we're going to end the podcast. So, uh, yeah, much love. And people watching live, hang about, because we'll be hanging around for a tiny little bit afterwards as well. Much love, everyone. Catch you later. (sighs) (laughs) Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs> Thanks for listening to SlopesCast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slopes Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on discord at discord.gg forward room and until next time guys this is dj Slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time